0: Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Bluant, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. Give a shout as you take your seats. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. What an awesome, awesome service. Can you say to your neighbor, can't you do just a little bit more? Hey, hallelujah. Can't you do just a little bit more? Can't you hold on just a little bit more? Praise the Lord. Let's go together the book of Genesis chapter 26 verse 1 to 3. Can't you do just a little bit more? Can't you do just a little bit more? Can't can't you just attend the cell? Can't you just go to prayer on Wednesday? Just a little bit more. Can't you just help us to start a church, to start a branch? Can't you just help us to do just a little bit more? Sacrificing to stay for one more training. Just one more training. Just one more training. Can't you do just a little bit more by paying your tithe consistently? Can't you do just a little more by giving more? You know, people go to the movies and they pay 200 rands. And then they come to church and they find it difficult to give anything. I could see many of my members doing exactly the same. Can you ask your neighbor, can't you do just a little bit more? Okay, Genesis chapter 26 verse 1, it says, And there was a fair mine in the land, beside the first fair mine that was in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, unto Gara. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Don't go down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Verse 3. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and I will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries... And I will perform the oath which I saw unto Abraham thy father. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Now we read here the story of God asking. During very difficult trying times. There was a famine in the land. And maybe when you look at your life. That things are not working as they are supposed to work. There is famine in the land. Everybody else is living Everybody else is looking for their own thing Everybody else wants to do their own thing But God speaks to Isaac And says to him Just hold on a little bit more Don't move anywhere Stay put Because I have a plan for your life Can you tell me neighbor? God has a plan for your life? can you tell your neighbor god is not shocked by your situation god is not overtaken by your circumstance when you look at your circumstance you might say to yourself what will be of me the lord is in it the lord is in it the lord is in your situation so isaac looked at himself look at his circumstances look at the difficulties that he was going through And the Lord was saying, can't you hold on a little bit more? Because God wanted to show some supernatural power upon the life of Isaac. May God show supernatural power upon your life. Yeah. You see, when you understand the spiritual things, you will hold on. But when you don't understand the spiritual things, you will move out of your place. And when you move out of your place, because you could not hold a little bit longer, you could not do just a little bit more, all that you have, you lose. Verse one says, "Now there was a firm man in the land. There was a firm man." God, your your situation when you look at your your situation. If we say, "Be an usher," you say, "I don't qualify." Be a shepherd. There is famine in the land. You have judged yourself so harshly that you say, I can't serve anyone. I can't do anything that will please the Lord. The Lord was saying to Isaac, everybody is going to Egypt. Everybody is going away. But don't go away. Stay put. Do the little thing that I ask you to do. Do the little thing That I want from you. I said yesterday that we have the cell, we have the branch, we have the region where we have a presiding pastor, and we have the district, which is a campus. And we said all our churches will grow into a campus status. Hallelujah. All of our churches. Will grow into a. But when you look at yourself, the other day, some other time, we were talking, and Pastor Puliano was saying, I was shocked to hear I'm going to be the pastor of the church in the north. Possibly she looked at herself and said, There is fair man here. What can I feed anyone? I don't know you get it. You suddenly feel this is far too much. But the Lord is saying, In the midst of what you have, Trust me. Can you tell your neighbor, trust the Lord? Yes. Stay and follow my commandment. Stay and follow my commandment. There is safety in following the commandment. When the word is spoken, the Bible says the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword. The word of God can deliver you and set you free from every stronghold, and from every power. So when we come for thanksgiving, we come with that mind. I'm here to take the commandment, the word of the Lord, the wedding season for me, so that I am free. So God said to Isaac, stay put. There are greater things I want to do with your life. I said, some people might look at what we do and think, ah, uh, this is it. Somebody told me, says, i yearn for the church but pride stops them it says i yearn for the church he says there's nothing like home every time i think about about acadia campus i want to be there you get it but he's tied his feet with a lot of too many things he can't he can't he can't walk anymore he can't do the bible says when you were a child you were doing whatever you like but now, you know, I will I will show you a story of people who don't want to do just a little bit more. People who want to be at ease. People who don't want much to be demanded of them. God wants to bless you and is aware that there is famine. God covenant is stronger than any climate change. Did you hear what I said? God's power is stronger than any climate change. God doesn't need rain to make you prosper. God doesn't need good climate to make things happen for your life. God doesn't need an environment that is incubated. I was talking to our farmer, in the official professional farmer in the church. He was telling me about the tunnels that they they farm with. That these things are effective. It was growing cucumber, English cucumber. You know English cucumber? It's big, long, thick, long. He says, My cucumbers, they book them before they arrive. And he says, They grow in a tunnel, artificial environment. They are, treat, they are cheating the plants to think it's their season. I'm going to tell somebody, tell your neighbor, God will create your own climate. Can you say it? God has created the climate for me. I will flourish here. When everybody else is not flourishing. Be a good shepherd, you will flourish. Yes. Be a good minister, ministry minister, you will flourish. Be a good pastor, you will flourish in the midst of famine. Where everybody has complaints, the Lord says, "I'm far above." Listen, see I mean? His climate doesn't allow kukumba or kukamba to grow at a specific time, but it was growing kukumba at the season. Can you tell your neighbour, I, "I will flourish." My climate conditions are monitored by God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, if God is for me, who can be against me? Tell your neighbor, this thing has been said from long. This thing has been said from long. Tell your neighbor, this is a set up. Hallelujah. This thing is what? It's a set up. You can't fail. It's impossible. The Bible says even a fool will not get lost on the way of God. How do you like it? Even a fool... Can't read those signs, but it can't get lost. You can see this is the highway, this is the way of the Lord. You will not fail. You will not get lost in it. Hallelujah. In the fair mind, God blesses Isaac. In the fair mind, in the environment, the situation that the world has created, God blesses Isaac. Today, I want to give you the, the comfort that God has created the climate for you. Genesis 26, verse 13 and 14. And it says, and, and the man became rich, gained more and more, until he became very wealthy. He had possessions of flocks and herds and many servants, so that the Philistines envied him hallelujah tell your neighbor you will envy me if you have no covenant with god hallelujah isaac how did isaac come to this position that he became so successful that his possessions increased the bible says the possessions increased his servants increased until he was envied How did he come to this? Let's go to a verse earlier that we have jumped that will give us the picture of what has happened. Verse 12. I want you to activate your faith. Everybody who sows his life, there's going to be great returns for their life. Pastor, don't be discouraged. There's going to be great returns for your life. Shepherd, don't be discouraged. Ministry minister, don't be discouraged. There's going to be great returns in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. How did Isaac activate the blessing and the blessing that make him to be drought proof? Tell your neighbor, I'm drought proof. You are not affected by your circumstance. The things that are happening around you don't affect you. How does it happen that the things that are happening around you don't affect you? Some What I'm going to say, you'll realize that some of you, the climate has affected you. We went to Palabura this past week. Listen, Palabura, I don't know how to describe it. It's in distress. Huh? Depressed and distressed. I don't know you understand. A beautiful city. And I realize that there's been a spirit that came in and sucked all the money in the country that every town and city we go to is the same story. You know, when I went to the northwest, I went to Mafeking. You don't know Mafeking. I, I stayed there. It was like a capital city. It was flourishing. It was beautiful. I married it in Mafeking. When I looked at, at Palabora, it reminded of me of Mafeking, the depression. But in the midst of all these things, you are supposed to be the one flourishing. The telltale sign of the blessing of the Lord is what Isaac did in verse 12. It says, then Isaac sold in the land, which land was this? Let's go to verse 1 because you will soon say I added this verse. It says, there was a fair man where in the land, in Gara. Verse 12, please. Then Isaac sold in that land and received the same year a hundredfold. It doesn't say steady. 60 do you see it he received hundredfold when you delay in your sowing you delay in your own harvest listen there are certain seasons if you miss them you might not have them again today you are young we are saying be a shepherd sow yourself in the kingdom oh be a ministry minister sow yourself in the work be a pastor sow yourself in the work be a faithful member show yourself in the work you are saying to yourself i have the time okay let's read verse two verse two so that they see what i'm saying and the lord appeared unto him to to isaac and the lord said do not go down to egypt do not do what do not do what egypt is the easier place to go to when things don't work egypt Is a place where you break the covenant and the spirit of oneness that you have because there is an easier way. You can go somewhere because you think this is the easy way. God said to him, I don't want you to take the route to Egypt because going to Egypt, he says, go down. Going to Egypt is going down. This is going down. God was saying, don't take yourself far below where you are. Don't go back. Stay where I've called you to stay. Do what I ask you to do. Can you tell your neighbor, do what you are asked to do? The challenge we have with most of our people, they have the argument in their heart that they can do better. I will do better. I will do better. But here the Lord was saying to him, don't go down to Egypt. Dwell in the land. Dwell here. Verse verse 12, please. Let's go back. Dwell here in the land. Then, then Isaac sought in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold. What is a hundredfold? It's hundredfold, hundred percent. What do you think? It's hundredfold, hundred percent. Huh? It is hundredfold, hundred percent. You think it's more than that? Okay, let me try and help you about hundredfold. When the Bible says some Psalm sixty, Psalm thirty, some sixty, some hundredfold. Have you been to the farm before? If you take one corn head, you remove all the seed, maize on it, you sow it. How many seeds are going to come back? Let's count the seed. Let's say when we remove the seed from the crop, we have 100 seeds. And all of them are successful. When we planted them in the good ground, all of them gave us 100 stalks of maize. You get it? How many seats? If we say hundredfold, how many seats are going to be there when you think? If every cup has got hundred seats on it, hundred to the power... You see, this is the content. Hundred to the power of hundreds. Which is what? Innumerable. But you will not understand because... When we say to you, when you sow, you will reap some 30. 30, let's say, all the the seeds fail and only 20 or 30 stocks grow. It's still not 100%. That is why it's counterproductive as a believer, not to believe in the Lord. Because you are working against yourself. What, What we call... It's not 30%. In the, in the good news, it will, it will say 30%. And possibly, the NIV, they will say 30%. That's not the Bible. They are cheating you. Yeah, they are trying to make sense. Listen, you don't give 20 rand and get 20 rand. Not with God. It doesn't work that way. That's, that's the bank way of thinking. That's too low. I always say, people, putting money in the bank has a level of madness in it. are believing... Foolishness. Because the Bible says, this is why the Bible says, Don't put your treasure where moth and rust will eat. The bank is moth and rust. If the bank had the chance, they will steal our money and never pay our money out. And it will not shock very soon when the banks fail. You have well, your hundred million. I always use the example of Zimbabwe. You woke up in the you slept last night having your 50,000 Zimbabwe dollars, which was possibly 1 is to 50 to American dollar, let's say, for example, which is still has a lot of value. You have like 10,000 dollars or so. You are very happy. And one day you wake up in the morning, and guess what? The money, there's no money. Now, that's why the Bible says, you have put your money where rust and moth. <laughs> the bank is there. But you can't buy. You know, Zimbabwe, they used to have what they call one billion. And then they printed one trillion. Can you believe it? Think about it, having one trillion. You know, it's money people think they can't spend. But Zimbabwe has proved to us, if there was any person in Zimbabwe who had one trillion, we <laughs> came poor overnight. Because suddenly, everybody had one trillion. So, the Lord says, I will give you hundredfold. Can't you win one more soul? It's not 100%. The Bible says, Psalm 30. You see, we're planting branches. Maybe you don't get it. We'll make you a pastor. Not because you can speak like a, like a pastor. No, no. That's not the interest. The interest is that you bear fruit. You bear what? Fruit. One day you should, you should when you stand before God and uh, you say, Lord, I only had one talent. I only had what? One talent. But this is what I've done. All these five people I've taken care of. But you might be shocked. This young man might pull, might be the greatest evangelist ever the world has known. Seeds that fall from the same tree are never the same in character. Some trees, they become bitter when others become very sweet. You get it? Your five that you undermine, this little group here that you are undermining, and you are looking at somebody here who's got a crowd, the quality might not necessarily be the same. So, don't be deceived. God has a plan and a purpose about your life. How do you show your life? What return will your life bring to the Lord? What return will it bring to the Lord? The Bible says hundredfold return. So we just did hundred to the power of what? Of hundred. Can you ask your neighbor, what do you want? We say to you, sister Lebo, be a shepherd the tells pretty shepherding is difficult i've tried this thing i don't want anything to do with it you know i had somebody in the church who said to me pastor give me everything i will preach i'll prophesy i'll take the offering i'll do all of these things but i will not i don't want anything to do with the cell can we give a powerful clip offering to the lord Hallelujah. Is it not a good day today? It's a good day. All my favorite people come to church. Satan, you are in trouble. I saw Satan. There is a song. You remember the song? Listen the song, please. Yes, the same song. Oh, you don't know the song? Where were you born again? mata, <laughs> C'est se si la se la ca Oh, o I can mata a I Give a shout to Jesus. Amen. Isaac, Isaac, then Isaac sold in that land and received the same year a hundredfold. Apostle David, welcome. You know, I love you. Hallelujah. I love you with my own love. And I love you with the love of the Lord. So I love you twice. (laughs) Uh, Hallelujah. Apostle David has been my friend 19 years. I mean, a personal. I've known him from university years. He was quoting our beloved sister, Pastor Louisa. Hallelujah. We have known Pastor Louisa for 30 years. And uh, I've known him. He was coming to check the sister. And uh, I noticed there's my brother. Hallelujah. And uh, he preached in my church. And I loved what he preached. Hallelujah. He's a very good friend of mine. I love you with the love of the Lord, but I love you with my love. <laughs> Hallelujah, church. The Bible says, and Isaac sold hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Now, the difference, we're just trying to explain the fact that hundredfold is not 100%. The two are never the same and will never be the same. I was reading a book of one of the most renowned preachers, and when he started to say 100%, I took the book and put it aside. I've never read it again. More than 25-30 20, years ago I still have the book it's somewhere in my suitcase I said This person has never grown in a village He's reading a concept He has no understanding of You see when you are a shepherd When you sow your life The Bible says Unless a kernel of wheat Falls to the ground and dies When you are a shepherd You look like one person But the impact As I was giving the example about Sister Ntombi and the people around her, that you have to understand that the few sheep you have might look like insignificant. But the impact might be tremendous. Because the return is not in percentage. Percentage will fail us. I like the example that was used to say if I had 100 seats on a cone. Of corn And I saw them On a cob And I saw them And all of them succeed The maize in my village In my grandmother's fields Never gave us one Or oh, which village do you come from The one the, 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 the village that I come from The fields that we were sowing We always have one, two, three So there is no way That it can be percentage Because it goes far even if the Lord says 30, some 30, some 60, some 100, is still innumerable. So what am I saying to you? Don't undermine the showing. A soul is the soul and it's important to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you say to your neighbor, can't you do just a little bit more? Can't you do just a little bit more? Can't you hold just a little bit more? Hallelujah. So, when God spoke to Isaac, Isaac didn't look at this circumstance and say to himself, I'm not going to do it. I gave you an example yesterday. I said, in the past four years, we've done so much. That is why we are saying, It's not a time to complain. It's a time to realize if I just add one little bit more, just one little bit more, I will make a great difference. Hallelujah. Can you tell your neighbor, your little might be all that we need for our breakthrough. Can you say it again? Your little might be all that we need for our breakthrough, there is an English saying where they say, This is the straw that broke the camel's back. The last effort, the last breath, the last kick of a dying horse that became the remedy, and the turnaround because an effort was put in. Somebody did something to make a difference. So the same is true here, Isaac showed. So sometimes people say. I don't have, you don't have because you have sown nothing. If you have a farmer who has got very uh, fertile, sorry, fertile grounds, and he prays over his farm, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my farm. May it bring much more harvest. And he takes his tractors, these big ones, he plows the land, tends the soil, makes it ready, but he never puts seed. Do you think he will get anything? Something's wrong with him, but in the church, people are like that. The depression that we saw in Palabora, part of it is because nobody sold back into the economy of Palabora. When I was in Mafikeng, the depression that I saw, I realized that as money was being made, as the city was generating more resources, people were taking those resources; were never put back. Even in the church, is the same. The church has to replenish itself by itself. Do you understand it? If you want great marriage, treat your spouse very well. Be understanding as you want your spouse to understand when you have done wrong. Be reasonable as you expect your spouse to be reasonable. So you cannot expect great returns unless there is a seed that you have sown. Listen, I've sown seeds. I've sown seeds. Did I tell you we have a church in Australia? Six weeks now. I'll show you pictures. Can we give a powerful clap over to Jesus? Yeah. So one, one senior pastor was asking me, how do you do it? I said, I don't do anything. I just teach. Some thirty, some sixty, some hundred fold. Everybody must sow their life. That's why we say just a little bit more. With your offerings, somebody was asking the question, "Why are we taking more than one offering?" And I said, "It's not in the Bible. So we will take offerings as many times as we want. Don't come with your religious spirit." You get it? We are just trying to do one One more church. Did I tell you we planted seven branches? In Arcadia. Just Arcadia. Yeah. Pastor Mesh, how many did you do? How many branches in mid Four. Pastor K. East. Five. Just a little bit more. Listen, I, I, I learned the principle. I learned the principle. This is the principle I learned. My friend Bishop Clofio says something to me. He says, Listen, the Bible says, Cast your seat upon the waters. You will find it after many days. It says, Give your share to what? To seven or to eight. For you do not know which one will succeed. So Sister Ndumbi, what are we saying? If one fails, no big deal. We tried. We take it back, we plow the land again. Isn't it? And we sow again next year. Have you seen a farm after two, three years of drought? Do they stop planting? No. Year after year. Can you imagine all the farmers who are saying, oh, the weather bureau, they are predicting there's going to be drought." What happened in the past week? It has been raining. It's even making the minister of water affairs like a liar. You get it? Our dams are low. I'm not going to be shocked that next week they'll say, our dams have cross 70. Some of them are full. You get it? And how many rains did we have? It's not really a lot. So my, my, my take with you is, you have to believe. Don't be intimidated by fear. The Bible says the just shall live by what? By faith. The, the just is not intimidated by the circumstance, but it goes out... And it does extra So my, my challenge to you here Is that if you are not paying the tithe It's the same The Bible doesn't say You will be rich by working hard Does it say so? No Work comes from the Lord it says The Lord says I have blessed the work of your hands If the hands are not blessed by the Lord Your returns might not stay The Bible says You have pockets But your pockets have got what? holes. Why are your pocket with holes? Because you don't honor the Lord. So, he says you gather, you you take everything for yourself and after you have gathered, you think you have and in the morning when you wake up, you realize all of it is gone. It's like somebody who's working, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday, they get paid. And then Thursday, he forgets to go home. <laughs> oh, let's be polite. He gets lost. He gets lost from Thursday, night, Friday, the whole day, Saturday, the whole day, Sunday, until around seven, eight o'clock. It's then that this man catches. "Oh, I got the direction. I'm going home. And all the pockets are out. No money. Can you imagine? No money. You can see him when he comes. That if you ask him, violence will start. Every week, Bamutsuri Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, the, if, if you don't pay tithes, you are saying to the Lord, I can do it myself. I will do it My I will prove to you, I don't believe what you say, because what you say is not true. So, I don't trust you. That's what you are saying to the Lord. I do not trust you at all. This 30%, that's what I was, I was saying to you, 30 fold is not 30%. It's two different things, two different concepts altogether. If my fields, I sow them and I get 30 fold, I'll be richer than most farmers. The returns will be much more. And even in the work of the Lord, it's the same. Isaac sowed, and the Bible says, in the drought, in the mistletoe, you cannot say, uh, why are you not tithing? Uh, You know, there are no jobs. You get it? It's not true. It's just the corrosion of the heart. You have deceived yourself. You have put yourself in a circumstance or the situation and you have become a victim of the people who go down to egypt you remember god said to isaac don't go down to egypt because the people who go down to egypt it is zolan you know this Zolan. can you tell your neighbor the people who go to egypt i see you are not talking can you tell your neighbor the people who go to egypt they are hustlers. That's why nothing works. After they've tried everything, they've cheated everybody else, they've deceived themselves to think they will do far more than what God has required of them. And yet it gives us that picture that Isaac showed in that same drought. And the Bible says he harvested hundredfold return. Hallelujah. The story in the book of 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 10 to 16. The Bible tells us about Elijah and the widow in Zarephath. It's not in abundance that your faith is tested. Can you tell your neighbor? It's not in abundance that your faith is tested. Hey, you are speaking too low. Can you say it again? It's not in abundance where your faith is tested. Or oh, sometimes it's in abundance where your faith is tested. You get it? Are you willing to part with the blessing? That the Lord has given to you. When you read Genesis 22, the Lord says to Abraham, Give your son, your only beloved son, Isaac, as a, as a sacrifice. Something that he holds dear, something that gives him an identity, something that gives him the person that he is, because he has already made up his mind Ishmael, I release, Isaac, I keep. You know, there are certain things people are willing to give. When one day I ask people, please bring your clothes, your good clothes, so that we can give to the destitute and the needy. I was shocked what people brought. They brought dirty clothes. Smelling. Dirty. It's like, you see this shirt? If I take it off, it's going to smell. Even the one that you are putting on, don't look at me that way. (laughs) They took Clothes that were not washed. They took clothes that were torn. They brought things that they themselves will not put them on. And they said, we have brought an offering of clothes. And so I said to people, can we give all the clothes we are putting on today? You get it? When you get home, if it's a suit, take it for dry clean it's a shirt, wash it, bring it in. Let's, let's see. Let's see. The widow, this widow sold. The Bible say, the widow the, the, Elijah said to the widow, when he arrived at the city gates, he says to the woman, so he, the Bible says, so he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. He called to her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. A little water in what? In a vessel that I may do what? That I may drink. Verse 11, please. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, she was willing to give water even though there was droughts. You get it? there are most of us who are willing to give the things that we know will not cost us much. But listen to this. It says, Bring me, I pray, a muscle of bread in thine hand. Let's listen to the answer. And, and she said, As the Lord your God. She knew that this was a prophet. Huh? As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake. But a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in, dress it for me and my son, and we may eat it and die. Verse 13. And Elijah said to her, literally, she was saying to the prophet, Nixmaapa. You get it? Can you tell your neighbor Nixmaapa? Yeah, he says, no, 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 no. I rigid next door. In my family, strangers, we feed ourselves. We feed ourselves. We don't eat with strangers. And the man of God said, fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it unto me, And after, make for thee and for thy son. Can you tell your neighbor the law of first? The prophet was saying, give me first. Start with me. Don't start with yourself. Can you tell your neighbor, start with God. Don't start with yourself. Hallelujah. Elijah was saying to the woman, listen, if you start with me, it is well with you. Yeah, that's what he was saying. If, can you tell your neighbor, if you start first with the man of God, you're, you see, nobody is talking. Can you say it again? If you start with the apostle, all is well. Tell your neighbor, your problem is that it's, it's you. <laughs> tell your neighbor, your problem it's you. Yeah. this woman without the prophets she was doomed she has already calculated i think she was scientific she calculated and did all the checks and balances and realized this is how much the meal will go we will live for a few days and from there we're going to stomach it and die we'll see who dies first between you and me you get it chances are that if it's a son depending how small. He will be the first one to depart and then the mother will follow after he buried the son and he will have no one to bury. But there is a principle there. Can you tell your neighbor, if you start with the apostle, it will be well with you. Can you tell your neighbor, if you start with the apostle, it will be well with you. You will never lack anything. This verse doesn't say Sasco, Sasco flower. Uh, they came and delivered after he served the man of God, Sasco flower. Uh, no, no. This is my belief. My belief is she went, the flower never increased. Have you, have you seen a well before? The well that we have in our village. In, in my village, we, we have wells, traditional wells. You dig a hole, the water comes up to a certain level. You scoop the water out, and the water gets finished, Lady P. You carry your drums and whatever, you go home. And while you go home, the following day, you go back to the same hole, and water is full again. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest with you. And you scoop it again The more you scoop The more it gives The less you scoop the drier it becomes Did you know No I'm talking about the well from my village I can take you there They will tell you any well that you don't fetch water from Is going to dry up But as you continue It even becomes deeper As you draw more water As you draw more water Because silt, sand and whatever gets taken out At the same time I'm going telling somebody you might be stuck where you are stuck because you have missed the principle of first. You always serve yourself first. Can you tell your neighbor, please pay your tithe consistently. Hallelujah. In this drought, tell them, in this drought, then you will receive 30. Tell them, then you will receive 30. You will receive 60. 60 hundredfold return yeah isaac looked at himself now this woman she's saying to the man of god i do not have anything and the man of god do as i say he says do as i say he says fear not i am the man of god fear not go do as has said but make therefore a little cake first for me most people don't make God first. You know, some people, they will not pay tithe. They'll start using their money. And at the end, they start even using the tithe. It's supposed to be the other way around. Before even you touch the money, the money must go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. Praise the Lord. Can you tell your neighbor, can't you do just a little bit more? Struggle, fair mind and struggle is not the problem But ignorance of the covenant is your problem Most people will not honor God with their life They will not want to be a shepherd That's why I was giving an example to say The souls, I mean I was thinking about it the other day I said, here is a church in Australia By the way, I've never been to Australia before The church in England, I started with Pastor David Did you know? Can you give a powerful clap offering to the Lord? (laughs) It's one of the most finest ways to plant churches. We were going for a conference in America. I said to them, I'm coming back. When I come back, we we will start a church. I organized everything. We flew to America. When we came back to show that God was on our side, somebody gave us a house for free to stay. And then at night we went. There were a mixture of nationalities, think about 30 or so people. We preached Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, our night of glory and miracles. And on Thursday, we did Holy Ghost uh, infilling. We finished. And then we told them we are starting a church. I remember very well. There were 15 people sitting like this. And half of them or so have never heard about Jesus until that day. And I said, I hear that you play music. He says, yes, you are a worship director. (laughs) Somebody was coming. He said, this guy plays in the bars, pastor. He plays in the bar." I said, listen, I don't care. You are the music director. They told me, this person manages property somewhere, collects rents for people. You are doing our finances. You will preach. You are a ushering. They don't know what we are talking about. You will do ushering, greeting people. And uh, Friday, myself, uh, Apostle David, my wife, Pastor Mesh, were you with us? We got into the plane. <laughs> came to South Africa. And the church started. We only secured the place. We signed the lease and then uh, we said our church will be here. I never preached the first Sunday. There were people who were preaching. It was a Christian church. It ran for a full month. Then I said to uh, Pastor Mesh, let's go. Then we went to England for a month. Just before Christmas, Pastor Mesh says, hey, I must go home. My mother is waiting for me. (laughs) (laughs) So he got on the plane, flew out. I stayed there for Christmas and New Year to babysit my new church to make them to feel my love. You make it? The rest is history. The rest is what? It's history. It's history. Can you tell your neighbor? Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Yes. God will meet all your needs. So my My take with us is that we want you to be a great shepherd. To be a great shepherd, Sister Tombe, is to sow yourself. Don't be afraid of the things that you have not experienced yet. I think you can be a great pastor. I've always believed, personally. I've always believed. You will be shocked. Strong, very strong, extra strong. I was saying the other day that uh, our lady pastors, they are super strong. You know, my wife told me a story that when she was growing up as a young woman, the uncle said to her, She's got a brother, but the uncle, when she looked at the strength of my wife, said, I wish you were a boy. (laughs) He says, I wish you were a boy. You can see the strength from uh, Malapan. They are cousins, these two, from the same tree. They are bulldozers. They are what? If you want things to happen, you send them. You say, go. And I told somebody, I said, listen, I've got strong sons. But my daughters are super strong. They're what? Super strong. They, simple. they don't know that for three years you prayed for the church in Had It did not been for you. The church might not be there. Three years, Pastor David. We couldn't find accommodation anywhere. We were praying in the office here, uh, Pastor Mesh. He had an accounting firm. We, 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 we were praying there. Every Saturday, shabara, 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 shabara. Sometimes we'll not come. We'll say, hey, we are engaged. We have gone to the wedding. We have gone to the funeral. We can't come back. She must do to finish. and Make sure that the prayer is going. Even if it's one person, you must never close the church. You must pray. If you are a pastor on Christmas Day, you, your wife, and your children, you don't say we don't have Christmas service. You do the Christmas service for your wife, and your children, you stand there faithfully, and say, "Today we celebrate Jesus." You preach like everybody's there. It's full. You don't say, "Ah, it's only us, and we cooked. Why don't we go for a picnic?" No, 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 no. We'll go for a picnic after we finish. Hallelujah! Can you tell your neighbor, Christmas, we have a Christmas service. This So Christmas Day. Hallelujah. So I want to challenge you. Sow your life. Sow your life. Everything has a great return. When you are a shepherd, you are a we leader, and you are managing or you are supervising a few of the people, the sheep you you have, there might be five, but you don't know. You have a super ship in the midst of these five. You have what? Uh, yes. Billy Graham, we are told, when the altar call was made, he's the only one who came forward that day. Can you imagine if I've done a crusade, and I'm preaching, and I'm preaching, and I'm preaching, I'm sweating, and only one person comes. Everybody in the, in the world says, Waste. Time. And today we are told Billy Graham is the number one evangelist in the world. What will you feel? Tell your neighbor you don't know the person you are taking care of. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor be a little bit more gentle, be a little bit more kind. Be a little bit understanding. Go a little bit more with the person. You will be shocked what will come out of them. Hallelujah. Just do a little bit more. The Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Can we bow our heads together can we pray please can't you do just a little bit more isaac listen to what god said and isaac stayed and the bible tells us god prospered him isaac did great exploit praise the lord i want to pray with you i don't want to assume since it's a thanksgiving conference that all of us know jesus the bible tells us the greatest thanksgiving Is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have an everlasting life. Even this afternoon you can receive Jesus. Even this afternoon your life can change. If you are here you say, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus. I want to be born again. I want to be a child of God. Lift up your hand wherever you are seated and we'll pray together.